Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we have a very special guest who really needs no introduction. She is the 2017 World All-Around Champion, a five-time world medalist, a two-time American Cup champion, and an advocacy queen. She is the wonderful Morgan Hurd, and we are so excited to share this interview with you guys. But before we get into the episode, we want to real quickly give a shout out to our Gold Level Patreon supporters. Thank you to Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Stephanie S, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. As a thank you to you all, we actually have a special little bonus segment with Morgan where we continue our conversation a little bit that happened after the interview ended. So we talk about filming for the Golden documentary, what skill represents Morgan's personality, and a little bit more on the emotion and stress kind of leading up to the Olympics. So that was the conversation that we had once we concluded the interview, and Morgan gave us permission to post it for you guys here on Patreon. So if you're a gold level supporter, make sure you go check out the patreon app and listen to that little bonus segment now without further ado please welcome to the show morgan heard we're less than 100 days away until tokyo actually we're getting closer to like the halfway mark so how have things been going for you these past few months as we get closer and closer these past few months have been fairly rough i had two elbow surgeries back in march which put me back like a lot um more than I expected I guess so I've really just been trying to get back into it I have beam no full and dismount but I beam um I'm hoping to go to classics and compete for and maybe I'll do like a full vault for like endurance competition wise purposes um but that's like looking good and for looking fairly okay like my body just doesn't like me but bars is <laughs> Bars is a little rough, uh, but it's picking up. I'm actually catching some skills now, so it's been rough, but it's getting there. So did you have surgery on like the same elbow twice or was it on both of your elbows? No, it was on the same elbow twice. I had two surgeries back in August. I had one on each arm and then in March I had one, uh, two on the right arm. So that was, that brings it to six surgeries on my right arm. That's crazy. That is rough. So when were you actually able to start using your elbow again? Uh, I think I started doing stuff. I think I had it. I had surgery March 15th, I think. So I probably started doing stuff like the 23rd because that's when I got my stitches out. Okay. Like easy stuff. Like just like starting to put some pressure, starting to hang on the bar. So right now, as we're getting closer to the Olympics, there's a lot of hype surrounding people like yourself, because obviously you're in contention for the Olympic team. You've got interviews that you're doing, you're filming a documentary, just tons of media. What has that been like for you? Do you feel more pressure and stress because of all the attention? Or is it something that is like cool for you that you like doing? I'd say it's a little bit of both. I'm definitely very grateful for the attention and the media exposure. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like nervous to get too overhyped and then not live up to people's expectations. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. I always feel bad for gymnasts. I don't know why, <laughs> but like I couldn't handle that kind of pressure. Like, it's a lot of pressure. I get stressed out having to do things that are like nowhere near as big as like what you <laughs> and some of these other girls are trying to do. 
<laughs> so massive props to you. Thank you. I want to go back to the moment the Olympics got postponed. That initial feeling that you felt when you first found out the news. How did you shift your mindset and your training plan to be ready right now? Well, so like my initial thought process was like, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I kind of saw it coming. So like, it wasn't like the biggest shock to me. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, like hell. Um, obviously I was a little disappointed because I thought I was like just revving up and like, especially coming off of winning American Cup, I felt really good about myself. But then I was, I, I tried to flip a switch and was just trying to put it into a positive note, I guess. And just was thinking like, oh, at least I have a year now to get really strong and get all these upgrades and get so much better. Um, and I just kind of went into the gym going like so hard, like literally every single day once I got back into the gym. And I think that was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you actually out for? Because I know it kind of depends on like state to state. Some gymnasts were out for like three months. Some were out mm-hmm. for like up to six months. How long were you actually out for? Yeah. Oh, we were out from like mid-March to like mid-May. Okay. Like beginning, right. like beginning of May. So that's not, not like too, too long. Yeah. I was going to say that's not too long, but I also feel like in gymnastics, two months is like a long time. Yeah. Especially for me, I'm a, I'm the kind of person that won't do gymnastics for two days. And then I come into the gym on Monday and I look like I never have done gymnastics before in my entire life. <laughs> like what I'm was, not even over-exaggerating. <laughs> what was the hardest event for you to get back? Bars. it's such a feeling thing you can be so physically strong but like if you don't feel it and like it's just so different yeah well because I feel like some of the other events like beam you could do a little bit like on like a floor beam or like I guess you can't really do anything with ball but like some girls had like tumble tracks and they were doing like some stuff but bars like you can't do anything there's, there's nothing to replicate bars like I can do some pirouetting on the floor but that still doesn't replicate it like at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty consistent with other gymnasts that we've talked to. We always ask like, what was the hardest thing to get back and do? And yeah. they all say bars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what were some of the things that you were doing at home when you couldn't be in the gym training? What was some of the stuff that you were doing to try and stay in shape? I was doing a lot of like conditioning circuits. Um, I got really bored really quickly though. So I was like looking up the most random ones on YouTube. And like, if I didn't feel, and I have like an Apple watch. Mm-hmm. So like, I had like a goal for myself, like how many calories I had to burn, which is really bad. But so like, I would just like keep doing, I would keep looking up more and more and just keep doing them until I reached it. Basically. I, I went running with my friend because like we were outside. So like, and we both were, had been like isolating basically mm-hmm. completely. Like we would just go like running around her neighborhood. I did a lot of presses, a lot of blinds on a floor bar. Uh, a lot of like floor beam work because I did have a panel mat so I could put that anywhere and I would do literally every single scope for my beam routine like I, I would do fulls front aerials side aerials layouts like yeah nice thing. a bunch of and a bunch of like turning drills and am I making this up or was there a picture of you I don't think I'm making this up there was a picture of you doing like an over split on a stack of books oh, who else would that be? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> duh, that was Morgan. Yeah, like, come on, who else would that be? I made a whole TikTok about it. Like, <laughs> I felt like I was like 99% positive. It was I, you, but I, also, I also didn't want to like confidently say yeah. it wrong. <laughs> no, no, that was definitely me. <laughs> that's, a, that's very much a Morgan thing. Right. <laughs> so I want to go back a little bit further real quickly to 2019 when you didn't make it on the world championship team. How hard was that for you 
to kind of move on and not let that stick in your head and affect your confidence? It was fairly difficult, mostly because it was the year before the Olympics. And then I was thinking, well, if I can't make this world team, how am I supposed to make this Olympics team? And not only that, but I was thinking about how like other people were thinking like, well, she didn't make the world's team. So how is she like in the world's team is larger than the Olympics team. So like, I just like felt like I had to really prove myself still worthy of even contention for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the next meet that you competed at was the American Cup in 2020, and you actually won that meet, but going into that, did you feel a lot of pressure, like you have to prove yourself and all eyes are on you to see like, how is Morgan going to bounce back from this? Like, did you feel that pressure? I definitely did. I think I felt more pressure for 2020 American Cup than I did for 2018 American Cup. I just like felt like if I didn't do well, then people would basically take me off their teams. I would go off the selection committee's radar completely and I just it was a lot of stress yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I can imagine and that's I mean I I guess maybe sometimes that's how it works where like you have like one bad meet and people write you off but from the start we were saying like I would not count Morgan out yet like there's still plenty of time a lot of gymnastics that has to happen and so much could happen between 2020 and now Mm -hmm. clearly like we've seen so yeah it's like don't write people off just after they have like one bad meet or Mm -hmm. you know they don't make a certain team yeah I was seeing some people online just making comments and I was literally like shut up to everybody like don't (laughs) count Morgan out put her back on your mental Olympic teams (laughs) right I feel like that's a very gymnastics fan behavior though is like yeah person has like one miss they're like oh my god they're like so bad now like cancel them they're done like they're losing it like we're athletes we have bad days it's okay right even like we're also children like a lot of them are children too I'm not yeah but like (laughs) yeah and I even view it as like it's okay to have a couple bad meets even like it's not the end of the world you can make mistakes you're human it's not enough to like she's not going to the olympics (laughs) right like (laughs) Like, okay like i get it like i get it if you're like consistently having bad meets and like you don't look good in training then yeah maybe start talking about that but like it's just your career up to that point had been going very well so right you know, just a tad dramatic to take you off the team after 2019 worlds yeah right yeah and it was like the biggest fluke thing where I, I missed my feet and then cast it over and that was um I forget who pointed it out it might have been Lauren Hopkins that that was the first bar routine I had fallen on in competition since Jessalo in 2017 and I didn't even know that until she brought it up and I was oh. like yeah, yeah like you're good like <laughs> right like that like it was obviously a fluke <laughs> yeah right? I yeah. could totally see just like how how much pressure that would put on you just to know that everyone's watching you and like people have their thoughts and their opinions and their predictions and right yeah it's probably a lot of stress mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're kind of one of the more experienced members of the team I'm curious how you view your role on team USA and heading into the Olympics do you feel like you're a veteran in some ways, or do you still feel like kind of a newcomer because this is your first Olympic cycle? I barely feel like a veteran because I am one of the older girls on the team currently, and I have been competing internationally consistently every single year, multiple times since 2017. 
Um, I want to talk about classics because that's like literally right around the corner, like next week. And by the time that this interview comes out, it'll be like this coming weekend. So what is your game plan? You kind of touched it on already, but what's your game plan for that Me, Are you nervous, excited? How are you feeling to get back out there? I'm a mix because I really miss competing. God, I never thought that would come out of my mouth. (laughs) But I really do. I miss, I think I miss the process. Mm-hmm. of getting to compete not necessarily competing itself but I miss getting my Leo I miss doing my fun makeup I miss being with my friends and I miss the feeling after a good competition basically is yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually miss competing <laughs> itself <laughs> no I don't like that feeling do you get to design your own leotards yeah I actually do uh we're working I'm working with Sylvia P now Ooh. um I just kind of like sent them inspiration of like these dresses I liked what I liked about it, what I didn't um, I think some were skating dresses, some were like, I think I might have used all ball gown dresses this time. Ooh, that'll but, be nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I did draw out some of my own practice Leos, kind of. I like two of them I based off of dresses, and then two of them I based off of um, some characters. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, we're excited to see them. And Sylvia, yeah, uh, really Sylvia P has some really nice leotards. Like I like majority of the leotards that they do. So I'm yeah. excited to see what you have. <laughs> yeah, they're very, they're very elegant. And that's what I really was going for. Like very, just kind of like elegant, like, like there's not too, like way too much going on. It all flows nicely. And I think the colors will look nice on me. I can you get a little tan. <laughs> <laughs> can you maybe give us a hint for like a color scheme for one of your leotards? Like what's something that we can maybe look for? Well, um, at Classics, I'll be wearing ocean blue. Ooh, oh my gosh. And then my Leo kind of looks like I have like a bunch of necklaces on. Okay. It's like really elegant. And then at Championships, um, I have like a purple Leo and it kind of looks like flowers and branches. Nice. And then I have a dark gray Leo. Oh, and it has like, black and it has black jewels on it. I, I feel like we don't excited. see that. Like we don't see dark gray leotards. Not at all. I'm so excited. It's so you are going to stand out. <laughs> so, and, it's, and it matches my 14 so well. And I'm so excited. I was just going to ask you, do you have any 14? I do. Can you give us any hints about it? <laughs> it's kind of kind of dark, but it also has like, you know, like the nice lighter moments that like place to the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone has ever read like The Dark Tide, it's a very newer book, I believe, but I recently read it and I was just thinking that like, like I got this routine last, like last year and I just read this book a few months ago, but I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, if this were to be made in a movie, I just like could see this being part of the soundtrack because mm-hmm. it has like very much dark academia vibes where you're like running through like, uh, like a castle with like a ball gown on, like, you know, dagger. Mm-hmm take your leg <laughs> so when you're on floor like do you have a theme are you thinking about like a character while you're performing because you've always been really good at performing on floor your floor teams are the best ever <laughs> thank <say>. you <laughs> thank you I try um yeah I try to like get into a character it helps when I have like a story to like visualize like that yeah I just kind of like put myself like into that story and just kind of feel the music and that's kind of how it all comes about um, I want to start a petition to bring back your ending pose from, I think, 2017. Yeah. The one where you, like, I-, I can't describe it, but you, like, go over and then you, like, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Well, <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but 
Okay, that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. I'm gonna say anything, but people are gonna love my ending this year. Okay. (laughs) She's sipping her water for the people who are listening. It's like she's sipping the tea. Yes. So we'll just (laughs) we'll we'll leave it at that. Thank you. Leave it at that. Just have to wait and see. See next weekend, hopefully. (laughs) So after the Olympics, you have plans to go to the University of Florida. Do you have any idea yet what you want to major in? Absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> like not a clue maybe psychology but then I'm like that's kind of hard mm-hmm. <laughs> so like maybe English because I know whatever I do in life I don't want a nine-to-five job I don't want a routine job I've been doing routine since literally I was born basically yeah. I want something I will have a job where I get to travel and I can travel for my job and I can work from anywhere it'll be great you should just become an author and then you can just travel the world, write books. You know what? I really do like writing and I've been trying to write a book and it's just not going well, but I used to love writing it when I was younger. So like, I have thought about that. as well. Okay. So if you were to write a book, would it be about like you and your life? Would it be like a Morgan Hearn gymnastics book or would it just be like, like a story? It would just be a story because my memory is so terrible. I don't remember half the things that like happened in my life. Yeah. So same (laughs) my memory is also garbage (laughs) I have no memory there's nothing there I also think I would write it under a pseudonym because I don't I feel like that just makes me so uncomfortable knowing that like people know who I am and then they read my book and I just like wouldn't like that and no (laughs) there's also a benefit to that I feel like because people know who you are everyone's gonna buy your book it's like oh but you gotta get that money my plan, listen, my plan is, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I used to run a bookstagram uh-uh. called Her- Words, And I stopped doing it a while ago because I just didn't have time to like make the post and stuff. But hopefully after season, maybe I'll get it going again. I'll get a nice blog going and this, and like, I'll, I'll be running this and I'll publicly promote this on my Instagram and stuff, my own blog so that people will go to it and hopefully, you know, like I get some like, I don't know, some type of perks out of it. Uh, and yeah. then I just, I just review my own book and the, hopefully people will like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom, that's it. <laughs> you got, see, and, and no one will ever know what book it is. <laughs> <laughs> see, you're good. You got it all figured out. <laughs> I have it all figured out. I thought about this too much. <laughs> <laughs> so as a current competing national team member who is pretty active on social media, I'm interested to hear your perspective on the gym internet and what it's like having so many people who are constantly giving their opinions on not only you, but your friends. This is something that I feel like past generations of gymnasts haven't really had to deal with because social media just wasn't as prevalent. It's really prevalent right now. And I think it could be a good thing because on one hand, you have people saying nice things about you, but then also you get on there and sometimes you see criticism or people being mean, or you see things that you don't necessarily want to see, but then you can't help it because you just get on Twitter or whatever. And it's just there. It's like there by default. Yeah. Right. So I'm curious how you feel about that. I'm honestly completely okay with it. I'm completely okay with criticism, completely okay with people criticizing my gymnastics. I mean, I'm literally I'm an athlete. That's what people are going to do. Like people criticize the players in football and basketball and like, it's fine. But like, as long as you're not attacking me as a person, Mm -hmm. like personally, then I don't care. You can say whatever you want about me, but like, you can say like, oh, like 
that ring position was ugly. I'm like, yeah, it was. Like, I, in case you haven't noticed, me and Heath make jokes about my block on vault literally yeah. every other day. We are literally bashing ourselves all the time together. And it, cause it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, if it's about my gymnastics, then I'm okay with that. Just like, don't attack me as a person. Like, like, oh, she didn't deserve a spot because she didn't do X and Y. But, or just like, have a valid argument. Like, she didn't. She shouldn't have gotten that spot because she has a lower start value or something yeah. like that. Like that's, I'd be okay with that. Like if someone told yeah. me that, then well, sure. It's, yeah. It's part of the sport yeah. too. Like, I know this is how gymnastics fans feel. Like mm-hmm. football players don't get mad when people on Twitter are tweeting about them or basketball players, but then, you know, we, we want gymnastics to be seen as like a legit sport and, and have a big fan base so yeah I mean obviously I'm a fan so I might have a different perspective but I feel like as long as you're not like bullying someone or like being like really really unnecessarily harsh like it's okay to talk about their gymnastics like it's okay to have your opinion mm-hmm. um, no it, no like exactly like, as long as you're not saying like oh she's ugly like or something like that then yeah like we've seen it's it before just with- criticizing my gymnastics like what do you think the judges are doing what is your coach doing yeah true. Thing? whatever I think when it goes too far is when people start making comments about things that aren't related to gymnastics like they start commenting on people's hair or like I, she puts no, too exactly, much makeup yeah. on or like exactly. that's that's personal things you don't personally attack someone that's wrong mm-hmm. you can attack my gymnastics I don't care but just don't attack me personally mm-hmm. then yeah. I'm gonna fight you <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I'm with you on that <laughs> So you've been very vocal when it comes to a bunch of different like social justice issues. So like LGBTQ+, Black Lives Matter, women's rights, and most recently hate crimes and discrimination against the Asian community. And back in April, you attended a rally where you gave an epic speech. You were so, so good. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that opportunity came about for you? Yes, so I actually attended a rally it, right in Chinatown in New York City, uh, two weeks prior to that. And um, I have this adoptee friend that was also there that knew one of the organizers through Clubhouse. So I found out like exactly who the organizers were. I didn't get to meet them because they were running around that day, obviously. But I, I tagged them on Instagram and stuff. And I guess like they'd seen that. And um, the documentary was also there. So I, they, I guess I didn't even see them. They had to talk to them, obviously, to get like release forms and stuff like that. But then uh, the week before Easter, literally on Friday, so Easter was on Sunday. Uh, on Friday, I this was like a complete last minute thing. They didn't even put, start putting this together until maybe Wednesday, I think they said. Uh, they Jack um, DM'd me and was like, do you want to speak at the rally this Sunday in Times Square? And I was like, I go to it. It was like, I never go on Instagram when I first wake up and I don't know why I did that day. And I opened it to that. I was like, my brain can't process this right now. I was like, no, I don't like public speaking. I'd be terrified of it, actually. I don't know how to. And I was like, you know what? This will be good. Like, I can get my message out, hopefully. It's like, it'll be good, you know, all around for multiple reasons. So I was like, sure, why not? I some I got to the gym that day. And then during my break, I was like outlining my speech. I haven't done that since for like four or five years I was like it was so hard yeah uh and then I heard it and I literally sent it I think to 10 different people to make sure that it was good before and then I don't know I just like 
I was terrified that day. I was shaking. Um, Talia Polino was there with me and she's like holding my hand before and she's like, I can feel you trembling. And I was like, yeah. 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 But then I got, I got up there and like a flip just like switched it because I was so like encouraged by the other speakers. They were bringing so much passion. I was like, yes, I want to bring that much passion. I want to make people listen to me. I want them to hear my voice and hear my story. And I didn't want the space that Jack and Oliver had given me to go to waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when you're in a situation like that, you're actually in the environment. Like it brings something out of you. Cause yeah, I think when you sit there and you think about like, I'm gonna be giving a speech to however many people, you're like, oh shit, like, how am I gonna do this? But the fact that you went out there with as much confidence as you did and you were like so like convicted in what you were saying and you were out there like spitting the facts, you did so good. We're proud of you. Yeah, you didn't even look nervous. <laughs> So if you were nervous, it did not show at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me because like, I was so nervous. I was like practicing. I was driving up and I was like saying my speech in the car. Cause like I had it completely memorized somehow. I don't even know how I did that. Cause like I memorized it in like a day and it was, I just know it was completely different than what I was practicing. Like the way I delivered it. Cause I was so just like impassioned by it. I guess it's just like a fight or flight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yo Moldauer, he posted on his Instagram, and you actually mentioned this when you were giving your speech. He posted about racist comments being made to him and then having to turn around and represent the USA and some of the very people who make those comments. What has your experience been like, and have you ever felt that way at times? Uh, I feel like I have subconsciously and was never able to put it in words until I saw Yul's quote, which is why I've like quoted it so many times. I quoted it my speech I quoted it in so many interviews I've given as well because it really just like it it gave words to my feelings something I haven't been able to do because that's just how I feel as well and but then I realized and I decided that that's not like those people that act like that aren't people I'm going I decide I'm going to represent Mm -hmm. I'm going to decide who I represent and I will represent my community and the people that support me as an athlete and a person you're like by far, I would say the most vocal activist of any gymnast that I've ever seen, maybe ever, but for sure, at least like right now as an active U.S. national team member, which I think is super important. And it does show how far like things have come really even within the last four years. Cause I think four mm-hmm. years ago, like, I don't think we would be seeing gymnasts like yourself being as vocal as you are without having I don't know, people like maybe higher up frowning down upon it or just people getting upset about it. Marta would have put the kibosh on that. Probably. (laughs) So I guess just talk a little bit about how important it is for you to use your platform to raise awareness and fight for communities who have historically been marginalized. Well, first, I feel like I have to give credit to the people that have paved this road for me. Because like you said, in the past, especially in the gymnastics community, this is not something that you would see. It was scary to even speak up about like the food conditions or something Mm -hmm. in the past, but you have to give credit to all of the brave survivors who have really paid this way over these past few years who have come out about abuse and have kind of allowed gymnasts and athletes like myself to kind of find their voice in all areas. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's really important for people to know exactly where I stand And not only that, but I have been given, I've been blessed with a large platform and I don't want it to go to waste. I don't want it 
I don't want it used just to post some pictures of myself. What is that really doing? What am I putting out into the world mm-hmm. that way? Like self-validation. I don't really need that. I want to get, I want to be able to educate people. I want to be able to inspire people and hopefully encourage them to educate themselves on these issues and to speak up themselves about it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so incredible. And I think not just like specific to gymnastics, but really like anyone who has a platform, like I think some people are afraid to take a stance on certain topics when really they they shouldn't be. But you know how people are like sometimes they don't want to have to take a stand or ruffle anyone's feathers. And so I think for you to have the platform that you do and you're like not afraid, you're not afraid if it's going to piss somebody off. You're not afraid, you know, what people are going to think. You just speak your truth. You stand up for yourself. You stand up for other people. And I just want to say, like, I think that's so incredible mm-hmm. and I'm proud of you for doing that. And I hope that it inspires other people, whether they're a young gen mess or just, you know, some random person who may be following you to do the same. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's definitely something I struggled with in the beginning where I was like, well, how is this going to affect my future? How will this affect like my spots on team? How will it affect me personally in the gymnastics community? But then ultimately I thought to myself, well, why would I really want to be a part of something that doesn't support what I support? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And not only that, but this is so much bigger than gymnastics. Like if gymnastics disappeared tomorrow, we would still have these issues. Mm-hmm. But these issues dis- miraculously disappeared tomorrow, then the world would just be so much better, essentially. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you're more than just a gymnast. Like people obviously see you as a gymnast, but like, mm-hmm you're a real person with real issues that you face and just like anybody else in this world. So you don't want to just have your platform be like only just gymnastics and Morgan heard the gymnast. That's all she is, just a gymnast. Like you want people to see the other side of you and know the kinds of things that you stand for. Yeah. You do such a great job with it. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. That was all we had as far as the questions go. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh we always say that to people and they're like uh I think people, <laughs> I think people think is there something I'm supposed to say like is like, there something like profound right. I'm supposed to be saying right now right I, mean, <laughs> I always just like to say that because I like to give people the opportunity to say something if they want to but like no pressure <laughs> like if you don't have anything to say you don't gotta say anything <laughs> uh, well sometimes people are interested in what I'm reading but I'm currently reading Sarah's Day okay I don't know how to pronounce it uh it's the uh, written by Madeline Miller, the same um, person who wrote The Song of Achilles. Okay, yeah. I don't, okay, if you haven't read The Song of Achilles, you need to. It is, it's my favorite book, period. Like, it's the most, like, I've never read a book so well written, and, like, it just flowed so nicely together as well, and, like, the descriptions are just so beautiful, and it paints, like, the most perfect picture in your mind like you literally feel like you're there mm-hmm. and it's just amazing and like you know what's going to happen in the end because it's Greek mythology but I still cried and I literally <laughs> finished this book in eight hours oh That's my gosh <laughs> yeah it's super it's oh my god it's the most beautiful book ever oh all right, well, I'll check go. it out because I yeah. so yeah. I'm I always thought that I was like a little bit weird because I have like a really big bookshelf behind me which maybe it doesn't look that big from here but it's two bookshelves like next to each other okay the one was just too small but my goal is to have so many books that somebody could come up to me and be like I want to read this book and I'll be like oh cool well, I got it 
Me too. Oh my god, stop. Because I literally like my mom was always like, why don't I just get you a Kindle and you can have your books all on there and it's cheaper? No, and I'm like, no, I want to hold the book in my hands and smell it and then put it on my shelf and display it. Yes, literally same. I want my own personal library. Um, yep. I want my room to be covered in books because I want my room to look chaotic, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up moving into an apartment very recently. But before that, we went through this like little phase where we were looking at getting a house together, which I think that was probably a good thing that we didn't do that. <laughs> I don't think we're ready for that. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> one of her criteria when looking for a house was that it had to have like a wall bookshelf something that she could turn into a bookshelf which we is like really really hard to find we found this one house where the basement it basically had this whole wall that was i don't think it was meant to be a bookshelf i think it was just like storage like but, oh and honey it was a bookshelf <laughs> oh my god it was the whole no. wall and i'm like just imagine all the books i could have in there <laughs> no listen my dream is to have like one of those alcoves where like there's the window and then you have like a super big bed that could basically be a bed and it's just like surrounded by books oh my gosh yeah <laughs> and that's that's my dream, that's my dream. <laughs> I don't even want a house but that's my dream yeah that can be your house yeah you can just have a house you're, made out of bookshelves you're so right <laughs> <laughs> We want to say thank you again to Morgan for taking the time out of your day to come join us on our show. We so much appreciate it, and we're wishing you the best of luck with everything moving forward, including the GK Classic, which is this weekend. Also want to give all you guys a reminder that that competition is this weekend. So Friday, May 21st is the Hope Championships. It's on flow at 1.45 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the junior division of the GK Classic at 6.45 p.m. Unfortunately, flow is the only way you can watch that this year. But luckily for the seniors, we have a couple more options. So Saturday, May 22nd, will be both sessions of the senior competition, which is a first, I believe. We've ever had two sessions for seniors. Usually it's the junior division yeah. Always overcrowded. I was gonna say, I think it's in the past it's been the juniors, but a lot of seniors this year. So session one is at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Peacock, which is an NBC streaming service, and then session two will be on NBCSN at 7 p.m. So next week we'll be recapping classics as well as catching up on everything else that's been going on, like fifth year announcements and some of the international competitions going on. We're finally starting to get some Olympic team announcements, which is really exciting. So we'll be sure to give you guys an update on all that next week until then we hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next monday bye, bye.